today on CityCast Denver. We've had a lot of new listeners coming to the show lately, so I wanted to give you all a big welcome. And I'm glad you're here because I've got a very personal story to share today about a good friend of mine. He was larger than life and left a lasting imprint on Denver. I wish you could have met him. Today is Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. If you heard the show last Friday, you know I've got a lot to say about Meow Wolf, the immersive art company that's opening its latest interdimensional experience here in Denver next month. The story of how and why Meow Wolf arrived here is big and complicated and deeply entrenched in city politics. But for me, there's one person at its core, and I want you to meet him. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Last week, my producers Paul Caroli and Alexandra McMahon and I arranged for a tour of the new Meow Wolf, which they're calling Convergence Station. I'll be honest with you, it gives me like... Mall vibes in the best way, the exterior, if you know how I feel about malls. It looks really cool. It's like, it's such a massive building, it's hard to explain. But uh, yeah, it's like an entrance to a really fancy mall to me. Convergence Station is Meowth's biggest facility yet. Way bigger than the DIY spaces they started in. Bigger than the original bowling alley they converted in Santa Fe. And bigger than their new Omega Mart in Las Vegas. To help fill that space, Meow Wolf hired more than 110 Denver artists, including my husband Greg, to take over their own rooms and fill them with ideas and colors and sounds and whatever else they could dream up. Whoa, there's a wolf in this window. Oh my gosh. Once we got inside, we made a beeline for an installation tucked away in a literal back alley of one of Convergence Station's signature spaces they're calling C Street. Walking up to this installation was a surreal experience for me because my friend Colin Ward helped design it before he died by suicide in January of 2018. He was a rebellious, totally weird, and beautiful human who didn't always fit in in the real world. And now I was about to see his artwork within a multi-million dollar corporate art museum. I spent some time inside with Pepe Apentenko and Colin's girlfriend, Kim Shively. They're both artists who helped build the installation. And then we sat down in the empty movie theater next door to talk about Colin's work and what he might have thought about the Denver that exists today, a city that is now embracing once-outsider artists like those showcased inside Meow Wolf. So Colin submitted uh, a proposal for his room in 2017. Is that what you? Yeah. Colin, you guys did it collaboratively. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Can you talk about the process of like how you came up with the idea for Aquacota? Um. So we have this thing. It's called Friendsgiving every year, and uh, Colin and I just like gone to the first like meow wolf like secret artist meeting. I didn't go to that, but we were talking about it there, and he wanted to do like a, just like a, like a nightclub. So Colin asked me, could we do like some sort of like interactive LED like dance floor? 
And I'm like, oh, it's really funny. I've been thinking about like modding DDR like panels to like do that <laughs> already. Like Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. Okay. And the music would reflect um, the way you you moved and the way you danced. The room we wanted was like 20 by 30, like massive. That was huge. <laughs> it's huge. And that was like the start of it. And I remember because it was like the day after my birthday was like the the final day of submit. And we were at Mutiny. And it's like 11.50 and we're like panicking about the proposal. Like it was way too long. Uh, they only gave us like a text box like of a thousand words to put in there. It was like way too small for like everything that Colin had written. <laughs> and we're just freaking out. And at some point Colin was like, I, I, no, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like uh, we'll just do everything with like deadline. deadline. <laughs> He's like, he wants to back out. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like it's fine. We'll just like cut it down. So, like, the most important stuff, and we'll just send it, like, worst thing they can say is no. If we don't submit it, they'll say it's no, it's no anyway, so might as well just go for it. Cool. How, when did you find out, or how did you find out that you were going to be able to build a room in Meow Wolf? Um, unfortunately, I found out after he passed away, mm. and it wasn't even through, like, Meow Wolf. Like, other friends of Meow Wolf staff, like, were talking about it, like, a few days after his death, and I was mm. like, oh, well... That's cool, I guess. Yeah, but then you got to do this. So who worked on this room with you? Um, so I obviously like needed help. Yeah. We had a lot of concepts and a lot of like ideas, but the room we were given was like significantly smaller than what we asked for. Um, that's not me able to fall. That just like had the layout worked out. Yeah, sure. And like we had to tone things down a lot. Colin wanted like five. 100 wind chimes in the alleyway <laughs> leading up to the room which we like was not even feasible at all <laughs> his his plan was pretty grandiose it was it was, like. it was very elaborate it was a it was like a fully fledged like insane space nightclub um so we had to like tone it down a lot so i asked him and stefan and kat and, like his closest friends to like collaborate and try to figure out like the best way to to make the room as calling like as possible yeah. Um, while still like honoring his memory. Yeah, and um, I mean, in terms of like roles, Stefan, Colin's best friend, Stefan Herrera, did all the amazing murals, and there are very, I don't know, they all have like connections with Colin. Like, there's a mural of a broken phone, which Colin was really good at breaking his phones <laughs> or losing them. Um, his good friends, Cat, um, Catherine Taylor, and Anton Kruger, did the music. So because Colin wasn't here to compose new music, which I think was sort of the original plan Kat and Anton created like a multiple playlists that have different moods and um, I think it's like over 200 minutes and so uh, of his music that will loop nonstop. Meow I don't know if this is important to put in there but Meow because Colin didn't get his artist stipend or whatever you would call it they donated a good portion of money to the um, Colin Richard Ferguson Ward fund that we set up in his name that supports artists like Colin. Yeah. yeah. So that was awesome. So we left some like small Easter eggs in there. Um, if you look in the back, you can see like a Mayorio. Oh, there is a little Mayorio. So Colin and our friend Stefan, who was his collaborator, often made this uh, cartoon called the Mayorio Show. And there's a little tiny. He's literally an Oreo with a mustache in the back. He's a very um, politician-like politician. I'll send you a video of it. It's insane.
Kim, can you talk about how Colin felt about this project? Like, did he talk a lot about it before he submitted or was it just another one of his? Um, it was stressful for him. Um, but he, he was really close with um, Benji Geary and Emily Montoya, who are two of the co-founders of Meow Wolf. And they had participated in past events at Rhinoceropolis where Colin lived. And so there was this like amazing DIY connection between Santa Fe and Denver. Um, so he had invited them up, I think, two years in a row to do Fantasia, which is this weekend-long art and music amazing thing that was happening at Rhinoceropolis. So I was just like super, I really was encouraging him to do it, but he, you know, I mean, he he was having a rough time with it. <clears throat> and um, thank goodness for Pepe, because <laughs> I think, I think, Colin had the like creative mind and then Pepe had the sort of know-how of like how to explain like how are we going to technically do some of these things um so it's funny because I go back to like footage from Rhinoceropolis Fantasia 2014 I see Benji I see Emily I see like other people from Yawith that I didn't know at the time and it's just like kind of special that Colin just like brought all these people together I think um Rhinoceropolis and Colin were like one of the main reasons why Meow have chose Denver, I think. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's like overstating, but I, I think that like weirdos in the best sense kind of supporting each other and coming together. Um, yeah, no, I think that connection is undeniable. And I thought a lot about, so Fantasia was the sort of immer immersive experience for lack of a better term, which is now what we're kind of seeing very popular right now in, in the art world is what Rhinoceropolis was doing 10 years ago and then on and Colin was such an integral part of creating those moments and things that were temporary but also just like you could get into the art kind of and I when I saw the Meow Wolf uh, like ride installation at Elich Gardens I was like oh this is like Fantasia <laughs> like this just feels like something that Colin and Stefan would have worked on so to know that he knew and he was connected to Meow Wolf in its sort of DIY infancy makes a lot of sense to this finished product that we're seeing, you know? That's a lot. It's really beautiful. It's very intense to be in here. Yeah, it is. Like in a good way, but also it's a lot. It feels very like Colin. I'm having a hard time thinking about going from Rhinoceropolis, which was this warehouse on Brighton Boulevard that was sort of tucked away, that if you knew about it, you knew about it. It wasn't it wasn't like exclusive by any means, but it was sort of hidden in plain sight for a reason. And now we're in this giant museum. How do you think, like we're, we're now, it's, it's global people know about Meow Wolf and this art world that Colin came up through. What do you think Colin would think about this final, like what it, what it came to be? I think he'd be conflicted yeah. a little bit um, just because it is, you know, it's a corporation. But um, I think, you know, working with the team here, they've really been super supportive of, like, trying to get as close to his vision and Pepe's vision as possible. But I think, um, yeah, it's it's – I don't want to go too far down the – yeah, city I, stuff, but totally. um, 
yeah, I just have remembered something that's like, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you, Kim, because I know when, so when Rhinoceropolis essentially closed at some point because the city said you can't live there anymore, um, Colin, it really mobilized Colin um, to to step into this role to say artists really need a space to like live in. And it was just like very conflicting for me too. I feel like we were fighting for space for artists to be while at the same time the city was starting to embrace this big corporate entity that represented the community that they had just kicked out. Um, the last time I saw Colin was at a Meow Wolf party <laughs> and you know, you were there and it was so conflicting because there was like city council people there and I was like, how can you be here? And then you made people like Colin homeless, you know? And so, yeah, I feel you. I think he would be so proud and like so excited and like Bebe did a wonderful job of making this thing that he would have loved to be here, but I can, I feel you, Kim, he would be very vocal about what happens to artists after this or outside of this, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think, I think, um, not just artists, but like, I think that was another thing that he was sort of evolving his thinking about, um, how we put artists kind of up on this pedestal, but then like it, why, you know? And I think just seeing that the way that, you know, city governments or whatever kind of use them to, increase values in a certain neighborhood or, I mean, it's just super complicated, yeah. but, um, I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> and I think about Colin playing, um, bucket drums on 16th street mall and his connection to people that way. And like you're saying, he wasn't necessarily advocating just for artists to have homes, but for everybody to have homes Yeah, yeah. and have that space to be free and like total freedom you know, yeah. like yeah. this total autonomy to be your wild self. Um, what do you hope that people take from his room? If they don't know anything about Colin, they walk into this room, you know, or, you know, or your, your collaboration, Pepe, what do you feel you hope someone who's maybe never been to a rhinoceropolis or something is like walks into your room. What do you hope they take from it? Well, the whole point of the room is to like embrace Colin's spirit and, Talking to his mom after he passed away at the funeral, she told me that um, the best way to remember him is to like continue that vision that um, that he started to just he has so much creativity and so much like love for art, and I hope that someone goes in that room and wants to make something really cool. Okay, we could probably go. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys so much. This is really special and um, it's so cool that this gets to carry on and people get to meet him through this because it's just, you know, his sort of like futurist nature spirit is in there. Thanks you guys. Thank this you. Makes, this is beautiful.
then here's what else is going on in Denver today. Colorado has approved a COVID-19 vaccine booster shot for certain immunocompromised people, according to Colorado Public Radio. But I have to say, it's very unclear how this is being tracked and enforced, because CPR also reported that more than 7,000 people have already got a third shot. And at one point earlier this month, it even sounded like Governor Polis was encouraging people to lie to get a booster. I guess we'll wait and see. Oh, and just a reminder that you can join me and the rest of the CityCast Denver crew for a live recording of the show at this year's Underground Music Showcase. Friday, August 27th at 6 p.m. at Muni Information Cafe, I'll be chatting with a panel of musicians and experts in the local music scene. This event is free and all ages. Find us on Facebook for more information. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Did I say that yesterday? I don't know. <laughs>